Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media, all of our all of our channels and all of our platforms. I'm Mike Morales here in the Command Center, the Mobile Command Center in Florida and St. Petersburg, and that gentleman out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. And Jim, we have I'm excited for you to taste this brand this evening we are going to uh, taste and dissect Don Sueños as you can see I've enjoyed a little bit of the Don Sueños and we're gonna do these in reverse all right Jim show them the Blanco Jim we we will there's the bottle of Blanco it comes in Blanco and Añejo oddly enough um, we will be tasting the Añejo first and uh, a little bit later on in the season, you'll be catching up with the Blanco. But um, I, I, there, there's a method to our madness, but I'll keep that to us between between Jim and myself. Um, I just forgot the bottle when I when we left Texas. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but but the, you know uh, the Don Sueños folks were really nice enough to to make the the añejo happen for both of us, which is which is great. Um, just just for the the sake of uh, transparency it is at this this is a a um, at a distillery uh 1499 and uh, i'll give you a name of the distillery here in a second it is casa tequilera de arandas a lot of really great names came out of this distillery like tromba uh at this at at this writing tromba just has just uh, closed the deal with i believe de Kuiper. Uh, it's a distribution deal, so it's huge for Tromba. We have um, Aqua Riva, which we've tasted here on, t on uh, Slipping Off the Cuff. And tonight, Don Sueños. So I'm, I'm really excited for you to try this one. I can't uh, wait. So let's, let's, as you can see, I, I did try some of it. Um, now, now, Jim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour this. I don't think you've had a chance to break that yours open yet, but... Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna be using my my handy dandy jarrito, which uh, again is a Stossel uh, item. Um, we're hoping that uh, that this gets to be picked up uh, shortly as a as an official tasting glass for tequila and mezcals. I'm using the the the, the much uh, uh, the shorter, wider mouth, and you are using. I'm using the stemmed Glencairn glass. Okay. And um, there's there's a little history behind this tequila. Uh, the master distiller, just so you all know, his name is Jose Aceves. Jose Aceves has been responsible for a lot of a lot of stellar brands. Uh, they, uh, I believe that that their agave is estate owned. Uh, they actually make three amigos out of this distillery, which which is organic. So, uh, but I believe those guys are growers and they're using their own, they're using their own agave. I, I believe that's how that works. Uh, don't quote me on that. But anyway, you've got some really stellar brands coming out of there. And um, what do you think, Jim? What is it? It's kind of lighter in color than it, than it, it is like a little bit bottle. lighter than I, you know, um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But, but, you know, if I were looking at a bottle without a label, I'd probably go for Reposado for this. Just a little bit light, not not terribly light, but um, you know, clarity's pretty good on it, though. Yes, yeah, it's very clear. 
It's got some pretty legs and tears. Uh, if you're not familiar with how we're using the jarrito, we're actually, I don't know if you can hear that or not, I'm, I'm stirring it or, or uh, uh, swirling it on a table. As you can see, I don't have a stem on this one, but really pretty legs and tears. Very, very, very clingy. And with tequila, that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, wow. Hmm. There's some dry fruit in there. Yeah, yeah, and 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 a very um, the the uh, the agave on the nose is very clean. It's very um, it's, it's right there the whole time, but you pick up that dried fruit in there as well. It's almost that the first thing. It's almost the first thing that you you catch, and they uh, the folks at Don Suenos were really nice enough to send us the the POS. As you can see, there is a reposado coming. Um, as to my knowledge, it's not on the market yet. This is some really cool stuff. They've got recipes. Ah. Uh, they they've got signature recipes. They have flavor notes. Uh, some beautiful photography too. Some really, some really nice photography. I don't even know if you can see any of that stuff, but you can see the cover is really pretty too. And oh, I mean, you know, there's there's some uh, there's some real thought behind this. Um, it's a fairly detailed brand packet there. Yeah, you got what? Just a flyer? Is it? You got a one page yeah, flyer? Just, yeah, just yeah. So one a one sheeter. Okay. Now I love the dry fruit on the nose. I love the color. A little bit of baked sugar, almost. Just a really small hint of baked sugar with the agave, but it's very pleasant. And um, it's not as over. We, we've, we've had, you and I have had some anejos in the past with, with a really strong baked fruit, baking spice. This is there a little bit, but it's not overwhelming. It's, it's, um, it's a sweetness. Is a little, it's yeah. more subtle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the it's, sweetness is a little bit more dominant than than usual. I I like this nose. It, it's a um, there's some complexity there. It's not it's not totally three dimensional, but but it is it does have a complexity that that makes you stop. Yeah. I love the color, but like you said, it, outside of the bottle, it it really it's a lot clearer. Than it than it actually is in the glass, yeah. Uh, a lot lighter. So you're right. This this would this would almost look like a like a reposado if you if you didn't know the difference. Oh, that's pretty, man. It's almost got a fruity nose too. Yeah. And and there's some alcohol at the bottom. You do catch uh, that alcohol, and it, it it does it it does come right there at the end. But it's not. Um... It's again very subtle, and and that that sweetness is top to bottom all the way through. The, um, tell me I'm wrong. Dried orange, like an orange rind. Oh yeah. I don't, don't want to call I, it orange it, blossom. It, it smells like it... the it smells like the scent you get when you take a when you take the peel off first, and a little bit of that oil gets released when you peel it off. It just got that little bit of citrus, more of a citrus oil than the actual orange flesh itself. Kind of. 
Yep, there you go. Make make for a, a good Manhattan or something, or old fashioned. Oh yeah. Mm, let's give this a try. Let's find out. <clears throat> Baking spices. Absolutely. Wow, that that's fragrant the whole way through, and um, it's got a nice long finish on it. Wow. Definitely got the baking spices, and I do still pick up that citrus on the back end of it. But I think you're right. It is, it, instead of the rind, it's more of like an orange oil. Yeah. It, it's, um, it, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not like it, like if you would taste uh, a, something citrusy in a Blanco, where it's, where it tastes where it smells fresh, it's more almost like an orange blossom. This right. one, I think you're right, it's, and I call it orange rind, only because it was dry. But you're right; it's more oily than dry. I think I think if the if the if the nose gave me more of a stronger, uh, like dried, uh, more dried fruit, then it would be like a dried orange peel. But you're right; this is more like an orange oil. It's 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 subtle, but it's there. Yeah, and, and it's not, um, I, I, I wouldn't want to give off that it's got a little bit of, like when you first, if you're trying to peel an orange and you bite into it to get it started, you get a little bit of bitterness with it too. It, it's, it's not that it's, that, it's that first little hit of the scent that you take in that, that, that's given it the flavor. It's not anything that, that makes it taste off or oily or citrusy or even um a little bit acidic uh, off the orange but it's it's just not like taking a bite of an orange but it's definitely there yeah yeah for sure now here's the interesting thing i'm gonna read you from bear with me i'm gonna grab my readers i'm gonna read you from the pos material and and here's what they're telling us okay don sueño super premium maniejo delivers the tequila experience you want to cherish when you start with our Super Premium Blanco, which is aged for, uh, this is supposedly aged in 18 months in French white oak whiskey barrels. Okay, there's no comma between that phrase. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. There, this has to be a typo. And and. You know, you know that that joke, that meme, where if you if you if you don't put the comma, it looks like you're eating your uncle instead of you know, right? <laughs> what's yes. eating uncle? Yeah. Okay. Whiskey barrel, regardless of of where it comes from, whether it's virgin or not, has to be American oak by law. Right. Okay. There is no such thing as a white oak whiskey barrel. Uh, French oak, something completely different. Completely different. Those are expensive barrels, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They're they're even more expensive when they're virgin. I don't even know if virgin or not. Um, so what we know is that these are this is a, an 18 month añejo. I am going to go out on a limb, and and I will tell you that that the name of the distiller. Jose Aceves, I, I'm in contact with. Uh, I've been in contact with him for, for several years. I don't know if you can even see his name back there. There we go. 
It's yeah. a signature on the bottle. Um, I Up to this point, I have not had a chance to contact him. Uh, we've been on the road. But I will go on a limb and say that this is a blend. Because of the way this is written. Un unless he corrects me, and, I, and I'll, I'll get down to the bottom of it sooner or later. Um, I'm going to say this is a blend of American white oak whiskey barrels and French oak. And and that would explain a lot of the spiciness, Jim, for me anyway. And then maybe the orange that would be coming from the American oak, you know, the the you know what I mean, it's imparted yeah. or maybe the spices are being imparted by the American oak side of it. And I'm I, I'm, now that I know that, I'm, I'm kind of getting the sensation that, that that orange oil flavor we're talking about is more of like – I'm going to guess that they're, they're virgin oak barrels because that's where you're getting that fresh cut, um, that green wood, the, the fresh wood flavor into this where it doesn't have any of the – this doesn't have any of the deep baking spice taste that we got with, with the um, – anything with charred oak barrels or, or used oak barrels. This tastes like – this had some fresh oak on it. That that could be where that orange oil flavor is coming from. Could be a little be. bit of a like a verdant wood, freshly cut wood flavor. I'll 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 buy that. Uh, you know, not knowing, we're still kind of flying blind. I'm glad that we know it's an it's an 18 month. It's an 18 month añejo. Um, but I really would like to get down to the bottom of exactly how what the combination is maybe not the 60 40 50 50 or whatever i know it, it it sounds to me like it's a blend and it's not uncommon uh we've had tequilas that start off aged in american oak and whiskey barrels and then they're finished or polished just like just like whiskeys um in another barrel for right 30 days you know i don't know and mellow them uh, a little bit yeah I, i'm not you know my i i'm not a distiller I, I'm not into barrel management I you know but what I do I, I know enough to get in trouble and I know there's no such thing as a French oak whiskey barrel okay the comma maybe, belongs maybe somewhere maybe they just mixed it up and 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 one slab is uh, American oak and one slab is French the oak stage. and they just yeah you know who knows you know, what they're doing I, you know however you're building your coopering your barrels <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not my area of experience either. Yeah. I like what comes out of them. I don't know what goes into making the barrel. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of informational videos on how barrels are made. For instance, where, where Casanoble gets their French oak barrels. There's a whole documentary about how they, you know, where what forest it comes from and how they make the barrels exclusively for, you know, Casanoble and, and, and who the manufacturer is. <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest cooperages in in the country belongs to Jack Daniels. Belongs to Brown Foreman. Right. You know they they make their own barrels because by law again, every every whiskey has to be aged in a virgin American oak barrel. So, you know, uh, and for the longest time, uh, maybe maybe you knew this or maybe not, but when before Brown Foreman bought Herradura. Herradura was resting their barrel or resting their tequila in Jack Daniels barrels. So to get to to get that whiskey, you know, that whiskey flavoring, and to try to attract the whiskey drinker, which which was a de demographic they were missing, and they knew that. Um, hmm. Now now they sell the barrels to themselves, so that's a hell of a racket, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, and 
honestly, I think if you're making money on your booze and you have quality stuff, people buying whiskey barrels now, the wine industry is huge into that, buying buying the bourbon and the whiskey barrels for for reds. And, you know, I could imagine this um, – resting in a whisk now see that's the thing I, I would like to find out though if it's virgin oak or not because i don't get that kind of we've had some that that yeah. have been in, in used whiskey barrels and they get a little bit of that char and that burnt cooked wood flavor in it that is very good i just feel like this has got a little bit more freshness to it as far as what it was sitting in yeah it, it definitely is complex it's there's more complexity in there than you really think um, I, I like their story too. They have a they have a nice they have an interesting story that, that uh, you know that I probably should impart. Now there's there are other things that I have a problem with as far as their marketing material, but I'm not going to go into it until maybe we do the blanco, and then and then we'll 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 taste and discuss there. But I don't have any problem with with the juice. I think I think they've done a no. wonderful job. Uh, they they want it, They created an outstanding tequila. It starts with a vision. It takes a master distiller who can look at a, a raw agave and envision a future. Um, and then uh, uh, these guys are really fairly young. Um, there, there's a there's a photo of them up on their truck. Uh, oh yeah, I, I believe one of them is Trey Zimmerman. Um, we've we've been in contact with uh, with Mrs. Zimmerman in the past. Uh, in fact, she made us aware of Don Sueños, which I appreciate and and brought it to our attention. Uh, it was really fun not knowing anything about where where they were being distilled. When I discovered it was Jose Aceves, I said, "Hey, I gotta try it because I I've I, Jose Aceves was responsible for those of you who have been around for a while. You guys might remember Mejor Tequila." Came in a beautiful bottle, a great presentation. It was out for for a good seven or eight years. It was really hot. It it even had, as far as I remember, they were maybe the first or the second brand to come out with a pink tequila, um, where all the proceeds went to um, went to fighting breast cancer. And wow. and it was interesting because we had tasted the pink tequila, Alex and myself. Um, I, I'm not sure we ever did a, a sipping off the cuff on mejor. I think it was one of those that, that when we, when we transferred the, the website entirely, it got lost in, in what, the transfer. What time, uh, what, what era was this? Uh, that was, that got, gotta be like, uh, I want to say early to mid nineties. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. I was drinking, I was drinking juice back then. So yeah, yeah, well, I, Orange juice. This was before. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I preface this by saying, for yeah. those of you who remember this brand, they loved it. You know, it was a. It was a brand. It was really a reputable brand, and it just. I, I guess it got. It, I don't know what. You know, again, that perfect storm didn't happen to them. It died on the vine, but Jose was the master distiller, and and it was. So when when Mrs. Zimmerman came to us and said, "Hey, I got Don Sueños. So we're we're wanting to launch in the in the market," and I said, "Well, where do you you know." Where do you produce it? And she kind of gave us the, the ins and outs of the distillery. I said, wait a minute. I know what comes out of there. I got some great brands I've had there before. Yeah. I said, I, yeah, let's, you know, send it out. And lo and behold, we we have it tonight. Um, what do you think? Is it is it is it 
is it Brand of Promise worthy? I I really enjoyed it because it, it kind of brought some of the 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 nose particularly brought back a lot of memories uh, of Mehor for me. Well, you know, not knowing that, I, I'll tell you the the anejos that that you and I have sampled in the recent past have been really good after dinner tequilas, really good tequilas with a cigar, much more of a slow sipping. This is, it's approachable at a level where I think somebody who is, and we said, you know, the coloring may give you the idea that it's a reposado and not a, not an anejo, but I, I think that this is, you, you can be a little bit more versatile with this. I like it. I like the flavor on it. I really like the nose on it. And, um, I, you know, I think it certainly would hold up in, in, in cocktails pretty well. But I think it's just a regular old sipper. You could have this neat and, and not, uh, you know, if you're not in the mood for something that's got a little bit more depth on the spice flavor. I mean, I don't want to get into like the wine classification here, but you've got dessert wines and you've got this is not a dessert. No. Tequila. This is something that you can definitely have pair with food pretty well. Um, That's what I was going to say. You know, even some añejos we've had, we'd want to pair with a dessert. Honestly, this one's got enough character in it. They would pair really well with a with a meal. Yeah. You know, with like a like a steak or something. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, because some, the other ones we've had are not, something. They've got a flavor on them. You're not going to be able to eat them with an entree. You've got to have something that matches the sweetness, matches the baking spice on the añejo and that baked sugar taste. Whereas this has it on the nose, it's got a little bit of it on the flavor, but it's not so much there that it's going to be overpowering to an entree, I think. Yeah, I, it's, I think not, that, it's not going to interfere. And you know what? The longer it sits, the more it opens up. Yeah. This this really has way more spiciness than than it had at, at the beginning. It's got a lot of character. I mean, it, it, it really is complex, and it's... Uh, you're right. There's there's some stuff opening up on the back end here too that I think is good. And honestly, excuse me, I enjoy it. I think uh, I think Brand of Promise nominee. I think so too. I think Brand of Promise nominee in the Anejo category. That's our take and my dog's take. And <laughs> Don Sueños, um, you've been watching Sipping Off the Cuff here on Tequila Aficionado Media. If you're watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe down below if you've had Don Sueños, or if you remember some of the other tequilas like Mejor, or, or, or maybe it's similar to Tromba, or some of the other ones coming out of that distillery, let us know. Um, if, you, if you follow us on any of the other platforms, don't forget to follow us. And, and Jim's group, Seamus, Seamus, <laughs> if you know, I got to give the, the Irish love, but gotta, uh, gotta give Patrick's the Irish Day is love. coming up. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we uh, we appreciate the fact that, that Don Sueño sent this out to us. We will be tasting the Blanco a little bit later on in the season, so hang in there with us. But uh, like I said, here in, 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 in Florida, whether in Florida or San Antonio, wherever you're watching us, don't forget, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. I'm Mike Morales. I'm CEO of Tequila Aficionado Media. And I just wanted to thank you for watching Sipping Off the Cuff. We love doing these reviews for you. Now, if you're an Agave Spirits brand owner and you're watching this, there are three things that I'd like to talk to you about. Number one, if you'd like us to review your Agave Spirit on Sipping Off the Cuff, just send me an email, mike at tequilaaficionado.com. It won't cost you a dime. 
and I promise you'll get an honest review. Number two, if your brand has been nominated, past or present, as a brand of promise, we can help you promote your brand effectively and affordably over on the Tequila PR side of things. Just email me, mike at tequilapr.com. And number three, if your brand has ever been a Brand of Promise nominee or a winner, you automatically qualify with us or to go with us on our next promotional tequila tour. So shoot me an email, tours at tequilaficionado.com, and I'll send you all the details on our upcoming tequila tour. That's it. Thanks again for watching. Sip wisely.